feel like everybody's right and everybody's wrong. 100%. Why is this important? Why are we even going here? He's helped a lot of guys. He's also not had success with a lot of guys. Come in with a purpose, and they're very intentional with what they do and how they do it. From the majors to the sandlot, baseball and softball share space in one place. Welcome to the farm system. Fellas, 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 and the ladies, mm -hmm. welcome back to another episode of The Farm. Jarrell. Here we are. Right? Here we are. This is a, a, new, a new thing. We're going we're to call them Just Faith. Just Faith. Just Faith episodes. Um, we're going to start it off like this every time. So this is, this is something that popped into my head. What you got? Um, I, just, I just wanted to ask. I didn't know if you woke up this morning feeling this way. Uh, 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 you feel perfect? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you so oh you so you still got some areas to improve on and yeah, grow in. We got a lot to work. On, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, same for me. So let's talk about it. Okay. <laughs> so I wanted to start up those podcasts like that uh, every single time, where it just opens up the door, just reminding not only us that we have so many. Um, so much room to continue to grow and also too that you know we didn't wake up perfect today either um and also too when we're talking and discussing some of these topics uh, that are not going to only step on some other people's toes but also largely our toes and mistakes mm -hmm. and uh, setbacks and things that we've had throughout our lives and what it practically looks like um to have faith right just faith and continue to walk forward um in our lives and what it looks like to really um, have that in our lives and again not every single episode it's I'm sure we're going to be here and there and, and you know uh, x y and z but um, I want to do these episodes purely where instead of where God comes up in the conversation where mm -hmm. God is the conversation mm -hmm. um, and like talking through like what that actually looks like and then also you know um, we've had you on, on the podcast and we we end up usually going straight to God usually anyways we have our business uh, conversations mm -hmm. as well but um, I think that this is an area too that as a resource uh, for me and also uh, wisdom from the other side is I wanted uh, to connect you and also connect a lot of people with our major resource that I have in my life, which is also, you know, you and I and having these conversations as well. And I, um, there's so many times that we're sitting in the office and we're like, we're like, man, like, that would be such a good like podcast or uh, some of the conversations we have. So I was like, I was like, man, like we started doing that. Um, and I also too, it's been crazy with our, um, I guess you call them fans, followers, all those other things, right? That when they when they uh, reach out and they're you know, always talking about like when we're sharing a lot of these things, even yeah. business wise, I think it's pretty clear, obviously, um, that being a foundation of like, you know, kind of how we make majority of our decisions and why we do all the things that we do. Um, and it doesn't make sense if uh, the faith component's not there. So I wanted to do um, a podcast with that and like talking through like practically what it looks like in your life um, to walk with faith and implement, you know, faith and lean into your faith mm. um, as you're going through your life. So, yeah. Before you even go on, I don't yeah. know if you noticed it, but also the beginning question um, reminds us of the standard. Um, you know, Jesus, when he asked the question, mm. um, you know, are you perfect today? Mm. Um, he was. Mm -hmm. um, and so as we go through this, too, this is a reminder of like, you know, beginning of it. Hey, case in perfection, never going to get there, but trying to hopefully yep. one day yeah in heaven <laughs> <laughs> no 100 percent. and also um <clears throat> i think it's funny too i actually wrote this down when i was thinking about this last night is randomly throughout the show and also too uh, permission for you obviously to do the same is um i think those reminders consistently where i had that in there is i'm randomly just gonna ask you like hey you uh, like are you perfect? <laughs> it's like, you know, and just like, all right, just checking, you know, like, because that's the same thing too, is like, you know, we kind of, 
um, because like you literally what you said is when we can get into that space where um, we forget when I, I was saying this uh, quote to you the other day too is like when we don't leave room when we don't leave room for humanity hmm. right um, we're gonna we're gonna one uh, <laughs> we're gonna have a whole bunch of Unspoke. We have all these unspoken expectations that we not only put on like our partners, our friends, um, you know, also just <clears throat> ran any relationship that we have, acquaintances, you know, at work, all these things of these unspoken expectations. Um, and so I think the big thing there as well is remembering that when we're expecting the other person across from us or the person in that relationship in that, you know, whatever capacity, if we're expecting them to be perfect, um, really what we're expecting them to be is Jesus. And in reality, when we start slipping into that, that space, like you mentioned, it's a good thing for us to remember that that's just a human, yeah. right? That's sitting across from us or w that we're interacting with and us expecting them to be Jesus, like we're gonna be let down every single time. And so it's, it's, it's really, you know, just really important for us is to always keep that in mind, right? It's like, again, like it, we shouldn't be, and cause we're gonna be held by the same standard, right? Like the same way that we judge, the same way that we treat others, the same expectations that we have of others, that's the same expectation. It's a mirror, you know, back on us as well. Mm -hmm. um, and that's gonna be the, you know, the, the measuring stick that which the Bible says that we will be a measured as well. So I think it's that, that important reminder, right? That is, is the same thing as well. It's like, am I asking this other person to be Jesus? There's a difference between being like Jesus and working towards Jesus and living a life that, you know, tries to honor him. And, and, and as we get closer to him, we become more one and like him um, than it is to be Jesus, right? And yeah. It's so funny because like on that note, right? Um, when you talk about um, when you lose the, the humanity piece. So, um, everyone here knows, but if you don't know, two months ago, I had a baby girl mm -hmm. and, you know, something that, um, I've become hyper aware of as I'm out in public or people, right. And just how they interact and, you know, how they drive, yep. you know, now, I'm, <laughs> now I'm the grandpa driving <laughs> all <For> slow. Real. <laughs> and uh, why is this person speeding and what's their rush? And, you know, I think too, it's also just what I've noticed was, um, sadly, but this is the world around us. And, Hopefully, as we have more people um, aiming to be more Christ-like, uh, we can help change. But just the, you know, the, the lack of, you know, humanity and um, the, the the understanding that we all need each other mm. um, and how to help each other yeah. um, and how we're all going through, yes, our lives individually, but what a beautiful piece um, when we can take time out to help someone else or to think of someone else mm -hmm. on their own journey. Because as I was driving to get to the point, I was like, you know, we're all here in our own separate journeys, in our own world, worried, worried about ourselves. Yep. Um, and getting you know, to work, trying to get here to there, exactly. getting all our stuff done. Um, and so it's just like through that, I feel that, you know, sometimes we become a little bit robotic and lose the yeah. humanity and human piece of things and yeah. don't really look at each other as, you know, each individuals that, you know, have people that love them and families and all the above. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's an interesting piece um, as we continue to talk about things to, um, you know, hopefully if you're listening to this, that, you know, you choose to do something today that helps someone else or um, shed some light in someone's life or some love uh, because there's a lot of opposite happening obviously yeah, in this world for sure and then also i wanted to start with the uh, base and also some plugs for some um inspiration that kind of led uh, to some of these things so first off um we watch again watch a ton of michael todd yeah. um as well <laughs> like you know with it um but obviously um one of his mentors that he also one it's 
first inspired him, and then he also got then inspired uh, by Michael Todd, right, and were encouraged by Michael Todd to actually start uh, this podcast and kind of, you know, he was, he was talking about it in the podcast that I was watching as, as well, or the one you, you ended up sending over to me, um, was like, he was like, man, mm-hmm. um, you know, I didn't want to be the old guy that was starting a podcast, X, Y, and Z, uh, you know, with it. Um, what's his name again? Tim uh, Ross. Yeah, Tim Ross. That's right. So Tim Ross, uh, you know, was, um, Michael, and then if you don't know who Michael Todd is, uh, he's also, I guess you would say like, uh, like a leading pastor, you know, right now that has a lot of influence, um, in the space. And, you know, he's also came through a lot of, uh, trials and tribulations and all these things, even of recent. And he was actually sharing in this podcast. And so anyways, the, the podcast is called, uh, the basement, um, where they actually literally sit in, uh, in Ross's, uh, basement and they, have discussions about God and they just, you know, just like conversations and they raw basically recording. Yeah. Raw conversations. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so that being part of the inspiration, um, and like actually having conversations of what it practically looks like, not in a church, not just, mm-hmm. you know, sitting there and going like, okay, you know, X, Y, okay. But like real situations that are happening in our lives. Um, and then also to how we're actually, and then sharing testimony about like how we're applying the word and how we're applying that faith, how we're applying those situations in real time when things happen, you know, throughout our lives and like what that actually looks like, I think is a very <clears throat> useful uh, resource. And I think something that we can't have enough of, I don't, I don't think that we can have enough God in the world. Um, so I think that the same thing with that, like mm-hmm. inspiring from that. And then also, we were talking about this beforehand. Um, uh, my pup passed away a couple, a couple days ago. Um, and so we were uh, talking about that where I was thinking about it because we were at Bible study last night. Jerome made his way back to Bible study yesterday <laughs> after, 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 you know, <laughs> being in uh, quarantine with the baby <laughs> there, just like, you know, lockdown mode when you first have your kid um, for that first like month or so. And so finally got to go back, back out and about. Um, and, um, she did great, by the way. She went in, uh, to my knowledge, I didn't hear a thing. You know what I'm saying? She was over there chilling. Um, so I, I think the um, that was also, too, when I was in Bible study last night, I was uh, sharing about all the ways I was seeing God move through something obviously pretty traumatic. And um, also, you know, it's, it's so interesting because I had a conversation um, Skyler actually, uh, you re- reminded me when you were talking about the driving thing, Skyler was talking about that one time when he was talking about, um, you know, when he had his kid, he was like, he was like talking about how people drive. He's like, Oh, I could tell you don't got kids. Like, just like, <laughs> just how like somebody drives. Right. So that was funny. Right. Um, <laughs> that's funny. And also too, it's interesting on the other side of that is one of the things that on that specific topic, that's one of the areas that actually helps me is sometimes when I'm starting to get like aggressive in traffic, right? Where I'm just like, I'm irritated. I'm frustrated. I, you know, I'm, I'm in a hurry. I'm trying to get somewhere, right? All those things. And, um, obviously I think, uh, one of the ways the enemy tries to get to all of us is traffic, yeah. right? That's that, that, that traffic. Hey, that sometimes <laughs> that trip from here home can be some of the, you know, the most frustrating moments of the day. Um, so again, along with it is us having that, um, conversation, uh, where, uh, one of the things I started thinking about, one of the things I, I, I think about a lot of times is literally that Skyler and his son, Baby J, which is funny because y'all got Baby J's now, right? But him and Baby J like in the car next to me yeah. and like how would I be driving, yeah. right? If they're in the car next to me. And the reason that it sounds silly, right? Because even the Bible it tells us too that we shouldn't be um, on, the, on the, like if we only treat our friends well, 
right? Then how are we any different than the world, right? If we only treat our family well, if we don't like, but it's, it should be strangers and we should care about others like that as well, right? And that's what we're challenged to do. And I think in, even with that, right, is that would change your perspective as you look at the person next to you in the car is like, well, if that was somebody that you loved and cared about and like someone close to you like that, right? With someone that had their kid X, Y, and Z, like how would you feel and how are you driving in those situations? Well, it's like, that's how we should be all the time. And it's awareness in my heart of how I'm not in those spots. And I don't have that perspective um, at times when I'm doing that. Um, and that, like, that's really been a helpful thing. Or even too, like, again, obviously a stranger, like they, like, for example, let's say me and you were driving and I cut you off on accident, right? You're gonna be like, Joe, what are you doing? Like, yeah. laughing, whatever. Mm -hmm. Some random would cut you off. <laughs> well, oh my, no, we gotta, we have, you don't have grace, you. right? Like I don't have grace there, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's like a, a big thing for me is like been challenging that is like, okay, if I did view strangers, like I view people that I love and yeah. I care about, mm -hmm. um, you know, again, like how much different my walk would be, but instead, which is actually crazy too, is, you know, you look at that over time, like as the world has grown, right? Billions of people now, um, we've lost connection we have more people than ever, right? Or I don't know the exact statistic, but again, from thousands of years ago, obviously, to now, right? Billions of people. But as we've gained more and more people in the world, we also have lost connection yep. with others Stuff at the same time. Not connected. Yeah, 100%. And so I think like with that, it can, it can be big. But, um, you know, again, just going back to that, that main thing is like when we were at Bible study last night, it inspired me and in going home and reflecting on that too. And just saying like, man, like these are the conversations or the thoughts I'm having now or with the wisdom that God has given me and like how to respond in those moments where there is pain or that there is setback or there is something isn't going my way or I do have, you know, like really in my life rather than having. And also I think in a lot of times in like sermons, for example, um, you can get in this place where but it, you're preaching, right? Yeah. It, it's not a conversation. Yeah, no. He's preaching. It's a different yeah. platform, right? Um, so I think that you know, the basement, right? Where you could have these real conversations of like, Hey, this is like testimony. These are things that are actually happening in my life. And then also in real time, um, you know, where we're sharing these experiences that, you know, we've had. And also like, this is how I've applied God's word mm -hmm. in these real moments in my life. Um, and this is the wisdom that I pulled from it. And this is how he brought me through. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is, um, again, not to take anything away from a sermon, it's a different branch, right? Like a, di like just like a Bible study yeah. or all of these things, right? Is it's a, it's a different conversation and we're just trying to get the conversation, yeah, you know, yeah, keep yeah. it going like it's that, a, you know, you know, more of, um, an intimate, um, connection versus, yeah. um, you know, I feel like also the time when you go to church, I'm, 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 I'm there to learn to yeah, learn yeah, something for sure. Um, versus now I can, you know, you know, even when I was watching the basement, it was, you know, specifically, I, thought about you you know when Michael Todd was talking about uh you know all of the internet bullies he was facing and yeah, all stuff. stuff he was going on online uh it, you know that that what grown men also crazy. have to deal with things that kids are also <laughs> dealing with with crazy you know what that looks it's, like uh, you know it's, it's it's sad um but I think you know for all the beauty that is found on social media there's also so much ugly yeah um and um you know just hearing him speak on it um, and, and, and what they said and, and how they moved and how they leaned on God, whether it was, you know, Tim talking about him walking in faith of starting this podcast. Or yeah. You know, I think he's, <clears throat> I think Michael's close to our age. He's like yeah. 34, 35. Yeah. And, you know, but Tim's probably like 10 years his senior, you yeah. know, 45-ish, yeah. closer to that age. Yeah. And so, you know, him, you know, retired pastor, uh, yeah. you know, starting a podcast at mm -hmm. the age of 44, 45 years yeah. old. 
um, you know, and then also doing it um, unfiltered and raw to where he can connect with, uh, you know, not just people his age, but younger generation, too. Uh, and so uh, being inspired and listening to them tell their stories about how, you know, his obedience has now brought fruit that he's touching so many people in so many ways. And same thing with them. Um, I think if you haven't listened to that episode, Michael Todd's specific obedience, because um, I think you, you've probably felt this way, too, when this happens is like, you know, he wanted to snap back. He, there's probably a lot of things he mm. wanted to do in those moments. But being obedient to what God told him. Um, always, always, always pays off in the end. Um, yeah. And well, so, yeah. well, and I think I think the big thing, like, I think I think the big thing is the wisdom of the way that I want to handle it doesn't bring life. Mm-mm. It brings me in that moment, like a like I was thinking about this last night. Is as you know, um, <laughs> it's bad. I I find. Like, it's fun for me to debate. Like, I, I like to debate. I like to these little witty comebacks. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I like to go back and forth and all these other things, too. But the problem is, is and, and again, in and, and certain times where I get along with it, like, like God has, has put in my heart, like, I'm an innovator. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, be bold. I'm going to do these other things, right? So you need a little bit of that to go and, like, challenge and, like, debate necessarily isn't a bad thing. Like, Jesus was debating. Yeah. Right. Like, like Jesus was debating, like he wasn't going and making everybody feel good. Like he even said that he's like, you know, you know, you go back, uh, you go back uh, to that verse, right? I'm going to be like Tim and start pulling out verses and we start looking up. Right. It's like the same thing is like, you know, when he's, he's coming, he's like, you know, um, when Jesus said, is like, I came to turn, you know, uh, you know, father from his wife, fathers against daughters, daughters against mothers. Yes. hundred (laughs) percent. Right. And what he was saying by that is like not bringing, um, division just to bring division, but understanding that again, like, again, for example, like the sun might follow, like, you know, my, uh, for example, I'll just bring Skylar up with this. We were having this conversation yesterday is, uh, Skylar, who's, uh, our uh, pastor at our location that we're out, uh, out here at, uh, in, uh, central, at central church, um, Aliante area is, you know, he talks, he was talking about this as well as like within his own family, you know, like his mother doesn't believe what his brothers doesn't believe it, but his other brother's pretty deep in his faith. But, you know, even within his own family, like there's some large divisions because when he's walking with faith and like living that out, well, when the foundation is like his, his uh, mom and his brother not walking that faith, they don't understand his decisions, yeah. right? They don't understand his value system. They don't understand his they don't understand why would he do this and they almost feel devalued because because of not understanding the hierarchy of like what god puts in place for us to like you know what to put first and uh, first and, and in what order right mm-hmm. and so when um it sounds like even from a practical standpoint where you'd go like oh family first family first family first well the bible doesn't preach that Right. And also, too, there's wisdom in that. And while that's that feels like a cut or a slice or a pullback and saying, what would you ever value more than family? And some people are really there with it. Right. Is the Bible talks about is God first. Right. And and, you know, God, your wife, your kids. Right. And again, that's also very different um, outside of marriage than it is inside of marriage. Right. But if you don't have wife and kids, family is is that, you know, sector. But when you do have wife and kids um 
that also changes that hierarchy, right? Because again, your mother, your father, your brothers, your sisters, like they shouldn't be coming before your wife. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that changes things dramatically. Now, if you're outside of marriage and you're dating, Mm -hmm. courting, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to, you want to, you know, call it from that side, that is not the setup. Not your wife. No, no, no. Right. You haven't became one, yeah. right? Which is what marriage is. Is yeah. like that's where when God says that alignment happens, like that's how it should it should yeah. lay out. Um, because there's there's idolatry in all all different ways, right? We could be idolizing our family. Mm-hmm. Um, we could be idolizing money. We could idolize things. And it, most people, when they think idolatry, they think of uh, the things that everybody's willing to jump behind, right? Like, oh yeah, like we shouldn't idolize things. We shouldn't idolize money, mm-hmm. right? And all these things, but. There's the ones that are a little bit more uncomfortable. What about your firstborn. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> the ones that seem feel a little bit more uncomfortable are my family, mm-hmm. um, my son, mm-hmm. you know, my my daughter, or you know, for example, um, it's so easy to slip into this place. For example, let's say, you know, let's say somebody right now is probably listening to this, right? They went to go have a kid. Their wife died while that she was in labor, and now you have this beautiful little girl and without knowing unconsciously you made her an idol in your life mm-hmm. and you're doing everything you can to, you know, to give this girl this life and to do all these other things. And, and without knowing you started putting her above God. Right. And we let the, as, as Michael Todd says, like you let the blessing, you know, like Bam- bamboozled Bam- by the blessing. The right. Blessing. And, um, all of a sudden you don't know how you got here. Right. But you started doing everything. And what, what would that look like? You know, that, that, practically looks like it's like okay what do you mean you put it in front of god like what does that actually look like it's like okay well one where are you spending your time where are you spending your money mm-hmm. right and so all of a sudden i stopped going and obviously seasonal right you can explain this even more for people it's like like you know again i stopped going to church or i stopped reading my bible or i stopped going to bible studies or i stopped you know i stopped doing all these things where instead i started oh, well you know um Again, and it's one thing where you just went through this season. It's one thing, okay, I'm staying home, but I'm still reading my Bible, yeah. right? And I'm still praying, right? I'm still in community yeah. in my own ways. I'm still doing all these things where I'm putting God first. It might look a little bit different, mm-hmm. but God is still ranked mm-hmm. first in my life because I got to remember that, again, like, like God is the blesser, yeah. right? And the blessing, he's abundant. He could He could give us a, a billion blessings, right, that can come from that. He gave me this little girl, like, he could give me a hundred little girls. God, don't do that, please. Okay. Right. Don't be doing that now. Don't be doing that now. But, um, again, along with that, right? Like he's the blesser, right? And a lot of times we get bamboozled by the blessing and we start putting, and we start worshiping the blessing, um, instead of the blesser. Right. And, and God's wisdom there is he doesn't want, like, we start thinking of it as like a human and we start going like, wow, you want to come first before everywhere. How arrogant, how this, how that, right. Which is silly. Right. But when you're early in your faith, that's what it feels like, right? Like, oh, you want to come first, like that other thing. It's like, no, 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 no. God's trying to put you on some game. Yeah. And he's like, listen, the moment that you take me out of that first plot, and I read this the other day, is that if God's not first in your life, then everything's out of order, right? Because if wherever he is, you got to re-rank everything to throw him back at the top, yeah. right? And when you don't do that, he's not saying God doesn't need your worship. God doesn't need you to put him first. No. He's telling you that if you put him first, your life will get into order, right? He's trying to get, yeah, (laughs) he don't need anything from you. He's trying to bless you, Mm -hmm. right? He's trying to put you on game. He's Mm -hmm. trying to give you wisdom. He's trying to, he's trying to help you understand that. Like I am the source, put the source first and all these other things will fall into place. The moment you start putting all the, you know, again, you put the world in front of God, all these things are going to, you know, again, and, and again, how does that look like in your life? 
man, you know, I should read my Bible, but I really want to watch Netflix. Ah, oh, man, I should read my Bible. I should be praying. I should be spending time with God and mm. all these other things. It's like, okay, but I, I've been busy. I got to go to work tomorrow. I, I got to be up early. I got to blah, 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 all these other things, right? And I start putting my work in front of God. I start putting my you know, family in front of God. And it's like, man, I can't remember the last time I've been in the church. I can't remember the last time I had a conversation with God. Yeah. I can't remember the last time X, Y, and Z. And we're all at different points on our, on our walk there. But um, with you also recently having a kid, I think it'd kind of be good for, you know, you to kind of share that experience as well. Um, because that's tough in that transition season, right? With all those things that are kind of going on. Even before, you know, and obviously you're very close and um, for that part throughout the pregnancy, you know, uh, un having a child in an untraditional way. Um, and, you know, um, me and her mother, um, really kind of leaning in towards God because what did you, what did you say earlier about your responses on social media it's, they're not the they're not the most um godly responses or for me personally yeah. it was like you know what I wanted to do or how I wanted to act um you know things I wanted to say weren't yeah. very um uh godly responses um and so um, you know, well, and also I want to note there as well because I know what you're saying by that, but I could see how it can be misinterpreted. A godly response isn't like, I want, that's what I wanted to hit on, right? Like, like a godly, love. yes, right? And also, too, the other thing is something that brings life, yeah. right? And so, for, for example, like, a lot of people per perceive yeah. godly as, like, oh, I'm trying to be this, no, like, no. you know, like, oh, like, like, square, walk <laughs> the straight line, no, no, no. rather than it being, like, from the same, like, yo, like, I want to make decisions that bring not only me life, but yeah. the situation life, exactly. and all these other things. Exactly. Like, I'm not walking in obedience because yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be, um, perceived a certain way exactly. or um or 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 this is the right thing to do and i'm just trying to follow orders or yeah. rules i'm doing this because this actually is fruitful and it brings me life mm -hmm. and so i'm not looking at god like god doesn't want something from me he wants something for me right and 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 when you're saying godly there i knew what you were saying but i know a lot of people perceive godly as like you know i'm trying to yeah. walk this straight line and don't fall off no. you get what i'm saying and, and and you know i'm not out here quoting off Bible scriptures left and right. Mm -hmm. But like you said, it's just um, conversations and decisions like you just said that out of love and life. Um, and so, you know, when we talk about actually leaning into our faith, um, you know, I think that was the biggest thing kind of throughout the pregnancy um, of, you know, making sure that because, you know, at all um, facets of things, parents just want the best life for their child that's it mm -hmm. um and so you know after you know we were aligned there um it was like okay like how do we make this possible well <laughs> you know me and you we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to do that by ourselves like we mm -hmm. need some help um and obviously the uh having god having the community being in the word um you know worshiping um, going to the Bible studies, going to revival night at church, mm -hmm. whatever the trying to be in church basically as much as possible. Yeah. Right. Well, and also I want to add this context as well, because I know that this was hard, you know, for you as well and for people not to get this wrong idea and also to be encouraged by this too as well is this, um, a lot of times this comes with most of most, like this is a really important piece for God also to step into it and like mark where we are, right. As we could say as well is first you admitting like from the from the first part it's like the reason i'm leaning so heavily into my faith is also the humility in that situation to be like well look hold on first off like 
we fell short and this is why we're in this situation mm-hmm. in the first place right which mm-hmm. we all need to do that's what the bible calls us to do is like the the first act of humility to mark where i am mm-hmm. to admit where i am How you got here. instead of trying to defend my insecurity because yeah. then i just sit there and run in that circle over and over and over and over and over and over and i keep having the same cycles in my life because i'm trying to make my life not appear like what it really is, is. instead of admitting where i really am mm-hmm. so that I, we can make a change here oh, that sure. that, we, that we can grow here that god can work in this situation that he can step in and, and, and invade this area with you know with light and also to heal areas in my heart that led wow. to these things in the first yeah. place and so i wanted just to highlight that piece in the in the very beginning right there as well is that you know you having that humility in the first well, place well it's like when um, you know the, the same thing with the israelites leaving um, egypt you know when you're running from something um, and you know things start to get tough. And the first thing <laughs> you want to do is just <laughs> bust a U, turn it yeah. around. Yeah. Um, and, and like you were saying, it's like the mindset, the actions, um, how we were moving outside of parameters, is um, what landed us here in the first place. Same, uh, <laughs> right? You know, and 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 you can you can put that in. Like, <coughs> any facet of life right for sure uh and you know if you have it on your your window in there if nothing changes nothing changes um and you're sitting there and you have to make the decisions like you know hey are you going to keep doing the same thing or hey are you going to veer a different route um and for me it was important like understanding like you know um, as a situation transpired, understanding what happens, like, okay, God, I got you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm listening, got my attention. Um, you said, and, oh, that's all it took. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, uh, you know, and so being faithful to his word, God's going to be faithful to his promises. Um, yeah, you know? amen. So if you're stepping outside of his covenant, understand he also tells you what happens when you step outside the covenant. Yeah. Now, when you come back under, and you're always under his grace, um, but when you kind of veer back on the path that he wanted for you or he has for you, um, you start to kind of see uh, how things that you weren't able to do before, um, you, you can get through. They're manageable. Um, mm-hmm. Or sometimes they're easy. Mm-hmm. Um, or you get blessings expected out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and so for us, it was um, the process that would have been, in my opinion, just you know not a good not good, um, I want to use the word disastrous, uh, mm-hmm. was made to where, you know, in reality, um, the relationship uh, between me and her mother was got closer, got became really good friends, mended, mm-hmm. got closer to God. Um, and all the way up until, you know, we had the baby, baby Jay was born, um, you know, with worship music on in the hospital um, and, and out of, in a place of just love. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you know, here comes the hard part and here comes the enemy. Um, now, after Jay was born, mm. you know, you have this period, it's two months mm. uh, to where, you know, she doesn't have these shots that essentially you need for her yeah. health and make yeah. sure she doesn't die when she steps outside. Yeah. 100%. Um, yeah. And so, you know, the, there's two months not, where we're PSA, not all vaccines are bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. not all yeah, of yeah. Them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. um, make sure you take care of your children. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. There's no reason for them to die of something that, <laughs> yeah. you know, has been, uh, you know, polio or yeah, something like that. Something wild. The 1800s. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're good. <laughs> we can get past that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so there it was like, okay, now the routine has shifted. Yeah. Um, you know, there's churches out, yeah. um, Bible studies out, you know, yeah. we're trying to 
Um, and if you haven't, and if you haven't just context why I know a lot of people obviously, um, have had kids in X, Y, Z, but I also know there's a lot of people that haven't. Mm. And so one of the things is, is also too, maybe you even had a puppy and you had this thing yeah. as well, right? For example, <laughs> when you have a baby of anything, right? Um, you're usually your first month or so, right? Until they, like, for example, even with a puppy, I'll share my experience. I haven't had a kid yet, <laughs> but, um, you know, even when you had a puppy it's like, it's really important that in the very beginning that they're, um, they have to get all the shots. They have to do all these things oh, before they can go out and like be in the world. And when I didn't, uh, follow that protocol, right. Is I actually had a dog die on me years, years ago, right. Actually, before I got Bane, um, was, you know, again, my, my buddy was going out of town and he needed someone to watch his puppy and all these other things. Right. And he was further along with his shots and like them hanging out together. Right. But again, along with it, it's like one of them had, you know, was covered by these, these shots and these vaccines. And one of the, you know, one of them was, was not, and he was further along. Right. So, and I think on the, the same note of that, right. is just, I wanted to give the context that, um, if you haven't had a kid, right? Those early, you know, month, two months, and even now, right? There's still a lot of situations, yeah. you know, you're not going to bring her in. Um, it's like, um, there is a need there to isolate and kind of, mm -hmm. you know, and, and be quarantined in some way, you know, away from, you know, the world. And, but again, it's also a way for the enemy to try to slip in because, you know, it's harder to have community. It's, 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 it's easy to slip into, you know, um, idolatry. And, and cause again, you're spending all this time and you're, 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 in, in, in place of really quickly honoring your kid um, can turn into worship, right? And also can turn into your worth coming from, from that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Coming from that, which, which can be huge. And then I was going to ask you this too, as well, before, you know, we dive back into it as well. One of the things that I was thinking about is how, you know, we don't look at faith and just a foundational. I know this is so many funny because we're gonna have so many conversations about like foundation uh before you know just laying some late like groundwork before we talk about a lot of these things but like you know for example like faith isn't a check mark for me right it's not like i have faith or i don't mm -hmm. um it's on a spectrum and like how much do i trust god mm -hmm. with these things right because it's one thing to trust god with mm -hmm. him getting me to work today yeah right it's a whole another thing to trust god with god like i lost my job I don't know how I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, my family, God, God, like God, my, 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 my kid is dying of mm -hmm. cancer. God, you know, like what do I, how, to what degree do I trust God? Right. And that's all on a spectrum. Right. Mm. Um, or when, you know, God has Abraham, hey, take your son to the top of the hill. Um, and you know, and sacrifice him to me. Sure. Woo. You know what I'm saying? It's like, right. And, and if you haven't heard the rest of that story, first off, get in your Bible. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, but also too, right. Just, you know, how much faith I have. And the reason I was setting that up is also to have this conversation is that in my experience, most of the time that when there's an opportunity to deepen my faith, um, it first is brought to me um, usually from a mistake that I've made um, or an area where I fell short mm -hmm. and I've kind of caused my own little mess here, mm -hmm. right? That most of these things that are happening in my life that like there, there's an opportunity that comes with that is the leaning to God or maybe it wasn't my own. Maybe it's a, a setback that I've had in my life, right? Like something happened. Um, a close family member passed away. It's like it had nothing to do with me, but at the same time, like, you know, through all of this, I have to lean into God and trust him through it. Right. Like mm -hmm. that, you know, I trust his character when I can't see his hands. I could, I, I like, I know who he is and I know while I can't understand why, you know, these things are happening or, or why it needed to happen now or in the way that it happened or what, you know, what the circumstances, why they're like this. Um, I do know God 
and I do know his character, and I know that he's going to use all these things, right, uh, for good. And he's going to, and again, if it's not good, it's not done. Um, he's not done. And like keeping that perspective in mind is typically when I have, and I now I see those moments as this is a chance for me and God's relationship to go to a different level yeah. um, because I have an opportunity right now to either lean into my faith, yeah. right? Or lean away from my faith yeah. and either try to take control, yeah. right? Which that's, this is the reminder for me too. I don't know if you feel like this too, is uh, I many times have leaned away from my faith. Um, and the more times I've done that, <laughs> it has built up um, conviction in me that that is the wrong route to take, mm. right? And it doesn't lead to life. And it leads to me causing destruction, it getting worse, you know, me, you know, putting myself in places of anxiety or depression or um, um, worry, doubt, all these other things, right? That lead to just worse and worse places and darker and darker places, rather than like, how quickly can I give that to God? Yeah. Um, and know that, you know, uh, when I do that and I trust him um, and I lean into my faith, um, I also now have enough experience of knowing where that road leads. And I think that that's also, um, you know, for me, a lot of times where it starts um, with faith is, is, you know, putting him really, if you bottle it down, getting put in situations, getting put in situations where I get to pick if I want to trust him or not, you know? And, and, and I think that's the beauty about, god and anybody having questions about that it's like that's that's it right there it's like he gives you the choice yeah um and what do you mean he didn't just force us no one forced hey i'm I'm a grown man ain't nobody forcing (laughs) me to follow god (laughs) absolutely you know i love when people hit me with that one um but i think that's the beauty in it it's like he gives you the choice but then you also have to remember and i was telling um Jess, uh, Jana's mother, this is that you have to understand God's faithful on both sides. Amen. Um, you know, and so if you understand, Amen. If you understand, you know how uh, how God will work. He's going to be faithful to His word, both positive and and if you deem it negative, yeah, negatively have a human perspective would yeah. Deem thank it. thank God He's a man of His word. You know? Thank God He's a man of integrity. <laughs> because thank God that God is who imagine He is. Imagine if He wasn't. Imagine all the things that. Um, like you always say, like he's protected us from um, mm-hmm. all the things that he's defended us from that we don't even know. He protected me from me, you know, all the time, all the time, <laughs> all the time, you know. And um, I, I think there's there's beauty in that once you figure out that like God's giving you the choice to follow him. God's giving you the choice yeah. um, to even when you even when you mess up to come back home. Yeah, um, it's just, you know, like if if you don't have kids or even like my dog, Marley, like. Um, like, so sweetheart, she had an accident on the floor today. She has an upset uh-huh. tummy. Uh, but even, you know, knowing that she thinks she's in trouble. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, you know, come here, <laughs> just come here. Everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you yeah, know, you're e- sick. even in our head, we're sick with sin. Right. Yeah. Um, God's telling us, Hey, just come here. Like I got you. You know, the worst mm-hmm. thing she could do is, you know, go elsewhere or go away from me, have another accident where I yeah. can't well, take her out or defend her or whatever. You, 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 know? you literally, I think you hit such a big thing right there. Right. Is God isn't looking for, for example, he doesn't rank us by who's more obedient. 
right? It's a heart condition, for example, in that scenario, right? The reason that you, it's a very different thing. Let's say, <laughs> let's say Marley wasn't a dog. Let's say that <laughs> Marley was a human, right? And someone makes a, makes a mistake, right? And think about this with your relationships with, you know, people if you're listening mm-hmm. to, is for example, if like Drell made a mistake um, and he comes to me and it, it might've hurt me, right? Um, like for, I always give this example, right? Is that... You might have not intentionally meant to step on my foot, but unintentionally you stepped on my foot. Yeah, it still hurt, man. It still hurt, right? But when you make a mistake, Marley makes a mistake, goes on the ground, right? And then she comes back with humility, right? And she comes back and she's like, I'm sorry, like I made a mistake, right? Is the same thing as a human. If they came back and they... they're apologizing, right? They, they, in their heart, they really have humility. Like they didn't mean to do that. Just like when someone accidentally steps on your foot, mm-hmm. when someone intentionally steps on your foot and then does it again, and they have no remorse on the other side of that, right? Is that's a very different situation. And so I think about that when it, when it comes into like obedience or some of these other things, right? It's like, if I, if she intentionally just like picture, you know, well, I guess you got a female dog, but like, you know, again, like your dog like goes to the bathroom on the wall and like, is like intentionally doing it. Like, yeah, like I'm marking my spot, right? Comparatively to like my stomach, you know, like, like, that, like I was trying to yeah, trying to get you to take me out, like yeah. I, you know all these other things. Like I don't feel good, you know all those other mm-hmm. things, right? Like you have grace, you have mercy, you have all these other things in those moments. It didn't mean that it didn't hurt, and it mean you didn't have to clean it up. Yeah. It didn't mean all those other things, right? But I think that that's really important when we look at that relationship uh, with God as well, right? Is that we're not sitting here up here um, like on a scale of weighing bad and good, like it far outweighs opposite say we're, we're we're far more bad than we are good and <laughs> and again bad. and we're we're and we got to remember we're not the one holding the scale yeah. we don't get to weigh What's our you know we don't get to weigh our <laughs> sin compa- or compared to the good that we put into yeah. the world right it's not a scale like that yeah. like the only thing that makes our scale of good lopsided right onto the good side is because we got Jesus with us mm-hmm. not because all these works and all these things that we think that we did to outweigh you know all these bad things that we've done or things that we fell in short in um all the messes that we've mm-hmm. created, right? And um, I think on the same side of that, it's more, you know, God's looking for um, a willing heart, right? And, and you know, you can look at that, for example, um, when you look back where, when God gives the um, parable about um, the wedding, right? And he invites everybody, right? And th- what that invitation is to, is to the believers, right? Like the, to the Jewish people that are waiting on the Messiah to come. And, you know, he sends out this wedding invitation, yeah. right? But being so prideful and also too, like, you know, I don't make, I don't make mistakes. I meant to pee on that wall. Like <laughs> I, I meant to have this, you know, like I meant to live like X, Y, and Z, right? Like all these things or to act like, you know, you're walking around like nothing that you, again, that you are perfect and that everything's figured out is like understanding first of having that, that humble heart, like again, in which the Bible talks about, like you know, the beginning of wisdom is fearing the Lord, yeah. is is to have reverence, right, and respect, and understand where we sit, right, where we sit in this uh, in this world, that understand that we like we're not level with God, mm. right? Like it's not, you know, we're standing at His right hand, and like you know, again, I don't have, I don't know about you, Jarrell, I don't have the ability to snap my fingers and create a universe. Um, I don't have the ability. I I was <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I don't have the ability, you know, to uh, create a whole living race and, um, <laughs> you know, make sure that I, I sometimes I sit outside and I just think about like all the things God has taken care of, like the animals he's feeding when no one's watching, like also the integrity he has um, when no one's around and the beauty that he's created. And when nobody might ever see what he's doing, yet he still does it anyways. Majority of what God is, no one sees. There's a full universe out there of him doing things every single day that we don't see and the hearts that he's healing and where he's moving. And um, 
I think that this is a, um, a big thing for us is to remember is like, that's why, that's why when you think about just faith is then you tie that back into, uh, the mustard seed, right? Like it's like the faith of a mustard seed, like the size of mustard uh, seed is like, God, all I have is that willingness yeah. and humility to, yeah. to admit that I'm wrong. Right. And that, um, what you have for me is greater than what I have for me. Um, and you know, my, my trust and willingness to follow you, um, and to sum, uh, submit and be, and to surrender and all those things. And it doesn't matter if I'm CEO or I'm a homeless guy, or if I'm, um, you know, again, rich or poor or, uh, this political party or that political party, or if, you know, whatever, right. It doesn't matter if I'm in jail. It doesn't matter if I'm, you know, it doesn't matter if I've, uh, murdered somebody or if I've, uh, you know, started a, nonprofit that's based, you know, for, for, for God. And we, we can see that in real time when it looks at the Bible, how people view God when they don't read their Bible. And when they do read their Bible are completely two, yeah, two different things because a lot of people see Jesus and they think, Oh, religion, all these other things where when Jesus came, like I came to destroy religion. Woo. He was, he <laughs> was, he was lighting the church up, mm -hmm. right? Like most of what he's saying is condemning the church for the actions that they're doing. And then also too, bringing them from condemnation to say, Hey, like, you know, again, like come to me. Mm -hmm. Right. And all of these, we, you know, we can clean all of these things. Um, we can get this actually working the way that I designed it, um, uh, to, to flow before we you know humans made a mess of it. Um, and yeah, uh, us humans do a really bad job of impersonating God. Um, okay. And so, you know, we just fall dramatically short when we actually realize. I think the only way that you can start to put yourself lateral um, to God unconsciously is because you don't really know who he is. And when you like, because again, the closer I get to God, uh, the more I realize how much I fall short. And it, because again, I understand his character, right? And I, I'm, I'm with, as I spend more time with them, just like if you, you get around somebody and let's say they're super talented at something, it's different when, you know, you watch them on stage. Like for example, let's say you came and showed up and you don't know how to play guitar and then you see me playing guitar and say, which I don't know how to play, but yeah, I, I could strum a couple chords, right? That's all I got, Drill. But my point is, is like, let's say you came and I was a musical artist, right? And I, you come and you watch me perform and you're just like, wow, like what a talent, right? But also too, um, that's when he's on stage, right? And that's when you, it sometimes is very blatantly obvious, uh, obvious in certain situations, right? With something dramatically, you know, something happens in your life and you watch somebody and you watch them walk through it and you go, wow, like, I don't know how they have that strength. I don't know how they're getting through that like that. I don't know how they still have love for others and grace and how they're still operating, how they're still walking, how they're still, you know, still have, you know, calm and peace during this time. Um, and sometimes in those moments, it's really blatant, right? But there's also many moments, right, where um, it's not, right? And sometimes, and what I mean by that is like, we have to walk with somebody. And when I'm walking with God, right, it's, it's not what God, what makes God magnificent is not what he does in one moment. It's what he's doing in every moment yeah. all the time, yeah. right? Like I, I always say it out there and <laughs> out there where we're training hitters. It's like anybody could do it once, mm -hmm. right? It's like you can put on a little magic show that tries to impersonate God with the power that he already gave you and yeah, yeah. yada, yada, yada. But like God is in all places all the time yeah. working in all moments. Yeah. He don't get tired. Like, so he's omnipresent. Like there, there is nowhere and there is nothing happening that is not underneath like his vision underneath his foresight. Right. And so like under understanding that as, as a principle, 
I think becomes, you know, massive for us just to understand like, yo, like I don't want to be in control. Like I don't want as, as much as that, you know, small G in me, the small God in me, right. Wants to be in control. When you really see the size of God and the power of God and what he can do. And then you realize that that size and that powerful God is for you. Yeah. Why would you want to be in control? Mm-hmm. It's the opposite way. It's like, yo, I want you in control. Cause first off I make messes. I mess all these things up. I also too the ways that I'm going to choose and how I think I'm going to find healing and the ways that I think that are going to be better. And when that person claps at me and I want to clap back and be witty and I, you know, I under my own understanding. Yeah. Oh yeah. When I'm, when I'm leaning on my own understanding instead of leaning on my faith. Well, that's going to lead to a lot of destruction, right? And again, that's when it goes back to when you, as you live your life that way, and then you look back at what God has told you and his wisdom that he told you, it's like, oh, that's why he was telling me. He was putting me on game. Why he was telling me to live my life this way, not because it was for him, right? Because again, God doesn't need anything from you. Like he wants everything for you. And so when you get back in this place, you realize that he was putting you on game the whole time. And you thought, here you are projecting onto God, right? Well, it's like, oh, oh that person just wants control. They just want <laughs> me to act this way. They just want me to behave. They just want me to do X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, 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 no. You didn't, that's the different, different God. The human side, too. It's like what we sometimes or argue um, against God and that the control thing is like as humans, like that's really what we want. Like we want to be in control. We feel yeah. like we know what's best. We feel like, <laughs> you know, and that's, you know, talking post, um, um, post Jay being born, um, over those two months, it was a lot of those mm-hmm. conversations with God. It was like, all right, you know, Hey, we both not sleeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's our lives has transitioned completely routines out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at that point things start happening and, you know, a perfect opportunity, right. Um, for the enemy and things start happening little by little week by week, day by day. Um, and you start to say like, okay, like we're, we're not even in close to the same space where we were a couple months ago. Like yeah. what's going on? Um, and, you mean by your relationship with God? Or, well, just or? it was going on um, when I'm talking about with me and mom. Um, Got it. Pr- you know, throughout the pregnancy, yeah, the baby's here, and it's like, okay, now the, the honeymoon disappears. Honey, you know, things, things yeah, are, baby's born, all the you know, dopamine's got there. Great. Now we got real life. Now, 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 life's now what's happening? Up. Yeah. Um, and and now we have to figure out how to play nice together in each other's lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that you know, throughout that, there was a lot of those conversations with guys, like, okay. Clearly, I'm not in control, um, and clearly, I, I don't really have a um, when I do have a say, or I think I have a say, and I put, do put my hands on things. I'm messing stuff up, and so like, you know, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's okay for people to understand, like, you can have those conversations with God. Yeah, um, you can talk to him. Uh, you can mm-hmm. ask those questions. trying to hide your mess. Yeah, over things here. He already knows. <laughs> he knows what's going on. Yeah, he's omnipresent. <laughs> he's everywhere at the same. Time. He's it, not hiding anything. Exactly. He knows where and, your heart's and at. And be open and honest and. Um, because he knows it's happening. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's, it's through that though, but that then leaning in, yeah. uh, that then getting into the word, that then praying, that then worshiping. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and then we talked about earlier, right? Like a different level of trust, right? Like, okay, I trust God and it was just you. Now, now you got a little baby girl, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, you trust me, but do you trust me? How about to raise her? Do you trust, yeah. do you, do you trust me to surrender 
you know, this, you know, the relationships, the external circumstances, all these things that you can't control, right? Because really along with that, especially as you start going out into the world, right? You're driving down the car, like, great, you can control your car yeah. to an extent, yeah. right? Um, but again, like it's raining outside and there's other people around you and they got their own life, like and God's orchestrating all of this, he has right? And, and, and do I trust him even with that, which is again, very easily going back to what we talked about before, getting bamboozled by the blessing, right? He blesses me with a, with a kid and then I start trying to hold the kid and I start trying to control the blessing and going, no God, like not this thing. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is my thing. And I, and then I start worshiping the thing rather than I should be going, you ain't taking my God, not this thing, mm -hmm. right? God should be the thing that I'm holding like that. God should be the thing that it's like, no matter what, you know, again, everything moves around my yeah. relationship with God and being God centered. Um, and saying we're next God, you know, what, you know, waking up in the morning being like, you know, like, God, this is your life. Like, how do you want to use me today? Right. This, you know, like speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Right. And like getting to that, getting to that place. And I think that that is, you know, huge because it's so easy. All of a sudden you realize when you're looking around, like you've been doing this great for you. You having a little baby girl for somebody else. It's a job that God gave them mm -hmm. to somebody else. It's a boyfriend or girlfriend that God gave them. So somebody else it's, uh, you know, again, it could be uh, money, it could be, you know, things, it could be a job, it could be, you know, whatever, right? Like whatever those things that is, that the blessing, something that you've been praying for, maybe it's health of your mother or something like that, right? And we start realizing that it's like, you know, then I start holding this thing tight and saying, God, you could have anything else but this. And God's like, you forgot. And, and, and oh, so I think this is the, we've talked about this too, and I've used this analogy before we talk about this. It's like, you know, it's like, if you do have kids, it's like, buying food for the family at, at McDonald's or something like that, right? Jarrell, think of something healthier. But um, <laughs> in any case, we're at McDonald's, right? And we buy food for the family, right? And then you're like asking your son in the back, you're like, hey man, like, let me get one of those fries out of his thing. And he's like, no, like you can't have any of my fries. Like boy, I bought you them fries. The like those fries. are my fries, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's what we do with God. He gives us a blessing, he blesses us, right? And then he asks for it back. Right. One, because we start to idolize and hold on to it. Right. The other thing with that as well is because he's got more for us. He's abundance. He's like, yo, I'm trying to move you along. I'm trying to I'm trying to give you what is even better than what you currently have. You have no idea because you want to hold on to what you got. Right. You want to hold on to these fries. You want to hold on to these things and you think I'm taking something from you when in reality, remember, like I'm blessing you and I'm the blesser. Like I got yeah. more for you. I'm the I'm the I'm abundance. You know, like I'm love, like I'm for you and not against you. And when you like, I'm the beginning and the end, like what I have for you is far greater than what you, you know, what you want or what you think you need. And then we got to think of this too, like, like as a kid, we are kids in our faith and understanding that, you know, God has a much higher conscious, you know, than us, right? We got to under like humble ourselves, like have fear for the Lord in that, in that same way. It's just like how big and massive and how big you are is that what you have for me is obviously far better than anything that I could even control. And if we can't humble ourselves of understanding that, then I think the big thing is, is you're not close enough to God because you're too far away to even see. Like it's, it's if you think about this, to see that God is bigger than you, that's such a small, like that's such entry level. Then when you realize how much bigger than you he is. Well, you know, it's like, it's a, the, the perspective thing, right? When you're 
when you're at a distance from something giant. Mm. You know, it doesn't look that big. I like that. But as soon as you step up close to it, you now, now you're looking up 50, 60 feet away. Mount Everest. Exactly. You know, when, you know, from a distance, your perspective was, oh, that's, it's not that big. I can see it through my through my hand. Yeah. <laughs> you not know? that big. Yeah. And then, and then, like you said, yeah, exactly. Like, as you get closer to God, you go. Oh, he's a giant. Wow. <laughs> like, it. T- this is the thing, right? You walk up, it'd be like, again, like Mount Everest or something like that, right? Like, that's not even big enough, right? And we're not even, we're talking about the creator of Mount Everest, yeah. right? Is But again, walking up, think about that. We walk up to how big God's creation is and we go, wow, this is big. <laughs> and that's something God created. Like that's, you know, so we, like we walk up, like this is the thing. You look to your left and right. When you get up, closer you get to God and you look left and right and you go, I can't see your end. I can't see how tall you are. I can't see how deep you go. I can't see how like wide, like I can't fathom. God, I can, I'm going to walk 300 miles that way and there's going to be no end of you. I'm going to walk 300 miles the opposite way and there's going to be no end of you, right? I don't, I don't know where you end. And, and God, like keep revealing how large you are to me because when I see how big you are, it one humbles me mm-hmm. and changes my heart, how I think, right? And spiritually and also like, my physical health, everything. When I when I start leaning into you, right, and it also makes my problems seem crazy small, right. When I see how wide God is, how high He is, all these other things, like it makes my problems seem insignificant. Not because there isn't things that are happening, and not because there isn't an emotion that I need to process. But when I realize how big my God is and how small my problem is, I realize that like God can overcome my problem, yeah. right. And and I and I think that that is a a massive thing is like to continue to do that um, and to get closer to God because we start to forget that, right? We start to walk away, right? And, you know, we start to, like you said, start to look back and go, you know, is God really that big? Or, you know, like, like man, this problem seems a lot bigger because it's closer to me. I'm really close to my problems. And, and <laughs> yeah. another one, um, when you're walking with God, so like, again, without problems, like you just said, problems may look pretty big mm-hmm. uh, from um, a distance. But as you're walking with God and you and God get closer and closer and closer to the problem, the problem shrinks. Yeah. Um, and now the thing that you thought in your life, the burden, the stress, whatever, yeah, becomes insignificant yeah. in comparison to like, I, what God had for you. I, I literally, now that you kind of, when we talked about that with the, the distance, it's so interesting because I have this image in my head where... The thing is, is my problems are always close. Mm. You know what I'm saying? My problems are always close, but when I'm standing next to God and I'm close with God, mm-hmm. problem looks smaller. Yeah. But when I walk away from God, the problem is still, it's still close. Right so then I look for God and he looks so far away or he looks so small. My problem looks so big because it's always with me. It's, yeah. it's, it's here, yeah. right? I just have nothing to refer it to. I just you think, I, you I, think the problem is bigger than God. Yeah, and I'm looking at me. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at me and go, that problem looks real big I'm compared to me. What am I going to do, mm-hmm. right? And um, Goliath starts looking real big, <laughs> you know? David's like, man, I'm kind of small. Uh-huh. Goliath looking real big over there, right? The only reason that, and again, going back to that story, is remembering that like David didn't have confidence. Um, David didn't have confidence or he didn't walk into that um, feeling big because he was all big and mighty. Ah, he true. said, he said, man, I got God with me. God just told me that I'm going to be king. Yeah. Like I can't die today because God already showed me that I'm going to be king. And he had such faith. And also too, this other thing, God had already blessed him previously. He already had God close with him. He's out there fighting, 
you know, everybody Fine. wants to talk about, yeah, exactly. Everybody <laughs> wants to talk about Goliath. This man was taking down bears. <laughs> yeah. This guy was taking down lions. Like, you're just a human, bro. I'm, I was fighting a, a raw animal in the middle of the field with no help. Like, we got other people around here, too. Like, with someone can step in. Like, shot. this ain't nothing. <laughs> this ain't nothing. Right? And then, like I said, he was powered and had the confidence where it's like, man, I got God with me. Like, yeah. you know, I don't need this armor. Yeah. I already have my armor. Who is this Philistine? Yeah, who is this? <laughs> what are y'all standing around yeah. looking scared? You know what I'm saying? And, and, I, and I think that's the, the, the difference there is like as well as like, again, like, okay, well, our problems are always going to be close, right? We get to choose how close God is. Like, the, that's the difference between our problems, the character of our problems right? And the character of God is God won't force us to be close. Your problem will force you to be close. God, uh, the enemy wants that, that problem will get, keep getting, you'll keep, it'll keep hitting you over and over and over again, right? The symptoms of the problem are everywhere, right? And, and, and the enemy's trying to highlight those things, right? Like, for example, let's say you don't have a car, right? And you're like, man, all these things. It's like, man, I can't go to work. I can't go to the store when I want to. And it's like all these scenarios are going to keep popping up. And the people like you're gonna have people in your life. It's like, man, you still don't have a car, but but, the problem is going to be close. You're gonna have far less people, right? Especially if you're in the wrong environments. And also too, if a lot of that, it's like, God's not going to force himself on you, right? He's a gentleman, right? Like he's going to wait for you to invite him in. And also too, not just, not only there's another layer of this, I've thought about like this, like God's going to wait for you to invite him into your house, right? That's okay. That's one layer. I've invited people into my house. It's another thing to invite him into your bedroom. Mm. Another thing to invite him into your bathroom, right? It's also another thing um, to invite him into these areas. Like, spaces. yeah, into in, intimate spaces. And another thing to have, the, okay, someone's in my house. It's a whole nother thing to invite someone into a conversation with you about something that really bothers you, that is deep, that is intimate, that is all like, and again, like, He's not going to push. He's not going to invade. He's not going to insert himself into the conversation. He's waiting for your invitation. And that's the thing is, is like, that's where it becomes a spectrum is like, oh, I've invited God in my life. Okay. Like in what areas? How about when something comes up, right? It's like, oh yeah, like God, you're good in all these other areas. But when it comes into my intimate relationship with my lover, no, that's just me and them. When it comes to my relationship with my mom, Mm. that's just me and her. You don't know what she did to me. You don't know how how she did this. Mm. You don't know how the way she treated me. God, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, first off, God does. (laughs) God does, right? But um, God is actually in that same way. Is like he's the only one that can understand to that level. That's what I love about, and we're going off on roots, different, different branches. But one of my favorite things about my relationship with God is like, I don't need to explain it to him. No. If I'm explaining, it's because I need to get something off my chest, not because I'm enlightening him. <laughs> Jesus don't need any of my knowledge, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. He knows exactly what's happening in my life. He knows what's going on in that other person's heart and my heart, the circumstances of everything, even what I'm feeling, hey, what they're feeling, why we're having all of that. Even like if you try to do the the Saul justification. God, I did this because it was for your glory. Yeah, for your glory, I'm God. Just obedient for your glory, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah let, let, listen, even when we believe it, even when we believe our lies, <laughs> God don't. All right. So He knows our heart. He knows why we're making the decision we're making and what's holding us back in our circles and those things. And then also, again, along with that, I one thing I've been uh, really leaning into this last year. Um, and I was even doing this last night too, is, is, um, I like talking to God ab- about people. Um, I fell into the habit, you know, a large part of my life of talking to people about people. The problem is, is like people are giving me their 
perception about people. I don't want people's perception about people. I want God's perception about that person. And so God um, softens my heart when I start talking to him because he shows me how he views them. Right. And when he starts, he reveals to me, um, he reveals and softens my heart of, you know, I start going these things like, I can't believe they treated me this way. Why would they do this? Blah, 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 blah. And and why didn't they do this? And if I was them, I would have done these other things. And then God reveals this whole other thing and being like, like Joey, like they're young or, you know, again, like remember how they grew up or you remember, you know, like blah, blah, blah. They're, they're just operating out of this other space. They're hurting right now. They're in pain. They're all you know, and when he reveals from his perspective, what's going on, like, again, like I see his grace for them. I see his mercy for them. I see his love for them. I see all those other things. And when he opens that other aspect, and again, it doesn't mean that after me and God talk that I ain't going to call you. It doesn't mean that after God talk, I'm not going to call Taylor, right? That, that again, that community to have his word. I, I rely on you guys as you surrender into God. Like I rely as God to speak through you and be a mouthpiece for him as well. And also too, I ask you guys to hold me accountable to those things like, hey, you know, like, you know, you did it to me the other day where you're like, hey, I know that this is, you know, something you asked me to hold you accountable to and you know, I know how you're going to feel after this and that reminder to like lean back into God. And I think we talk about it like, um, it's a one-time thing. Oh, I get baptized, get my thing. And then all of a sudden I'm just godling run around and that's, mm. that's the end of it. Right. And no. how sad that would be too. Yeah. Like I love having a relationship with God all day long. Like your best friend. It's like, it's like, it's like if, you and your best friend came together and it's like, oh yeah, we're best friends. And then that was it. And y'all don't talk every day and you guys don't like, it just, it would just happen years ago. It's like, that wouldn't be your best friend. Right. So it's like with, with, with God in the same way, it's like, yo, I enjoy having life with you. I I enjoy having a relationship with you, right. And spending time with you. And it's not just when I need something either. Right. Because that's also a shallow relationship. Like, you know, like, like the same thing, you know, when you have those relationships, like when something good happens in your life, the first person you want to call, the first, you know, like good things happen, bad things happen when you're just on a daily, like in and out of your life, like yeah. that's my relationship with God. Now, we grew that relationship. That was What's definitely not right? how it was, right? He wasn't the first person yeah. I wanted to call. He's not yeah. the first person I wanted to cry mm-hmm. to. He's not the first person I wanted mm-hmm. to go to with a lot of these things. Um, but we grew that relationship just like you grow a relationship with your best friends. Yep. It's, it's the same exact thing, mm-hmm. you know, and that being, that being huge there. Um, so like, you know, with you on that, on that same side of those things, like, um, currently like marking you where you're at, right? What did you feel like there was, there's been areas where you've had to already like surrender those things back to him? Like just in the blessing that he's already given you, is, is there been things that have come up already that you've had to, like he gave you this blessing and you've had to, you know, give him back over control or, you know, uh, how does that look like for I you? I mean, for me, I think it's, um, it's a, a, a daily reminder with her mm-hmm. of, um, I said this the other day, I don't want to sound too morbid. Um, mm-hmm. I have become so conscious of like my life Mm. Um, and like what I'm doing and what I need to do now mine says like what I need to do for her yeah um, and so then I stop <laughs> I'm like okay like what did yeah. God tell you to do <laughs> yeah um, and I think it's like giving up this internal struggle with myself of trying to for me it's um, achieve something um, and understand that you know God's honoring my prayers. Um, you know, I asked him to change my heart. 
Um, and I, mm-hmm. I said that repeatedly for years and years and years. And I said, okay, God, whatever you're doing right now is taking me to that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I always, there's a, a book um, that I read, Jay. Um, you know, at the end of it, it says, you know, you're making me the father I hope I would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think about like that with God. It was like yeah. each day, uh, you know, all the, whatever situation or circumstances or the things that will happen five years from now, 10 yeah. years from now, like you're making me the man that you designed me to be for whatever for sure. purpose that you have yeah. for me. Um, and, and, and side bookmark right there is also like you talking about, like if, if you're looking for the ultimate warrior, right? Like, like for example, if we're going to war with another country, right? I don't want the guy that's never been to war and only read theory. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so I want the guy that has experience, mm-hmm. right? And so when we go into the same thing, like he's building those things because you've been to war and you've been through things. And we, we think that living a life with God is there's not, none, nothing Peaks bad's going to happen. Yeah. Everything's <laughs> going to go amazing. And everything's like, well, if God exists, all these other things, well then every, my life would just be perfect. And it's like, well, okay, first off you're describing heaven. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and yes, that there's a way to get, get there. there. Yeah. yeah <laughs> there, there's a way to get there. Right. But also with that being said as well, like the Bible doesn't describe this earth as heaven. Mm-mm. Right. It doesn't describe this place as heaven. It doesn't describe our life and like, you know, with these things. And also, too, if you look at the, the Bible, that's first off, if you know Jesus's story, it wasn't all sunshines and rainbows when, you know, like he, he the king of following yeah. uh, God. Right. That is not um, that's that's the God that we've created in our head. Right. And that's the God that uh, is being, you know, preaching the same way. So then instead um, we go into the, you know, that, that other piece, the reason I'm, I'm tying that back is, you know, you have these things happen in your life and we ask like, you know, like look at our own kids. If we wanted our kids to be, you know, tough and, and, and resilient and, and gritty mm-hmm. and, uh, be able to, you know, push through life, uh, that isn't by having a really nice, nothing happens when I'm a child, you know, again, along with it, like those kids are not prepared for the world. No. And so I think the opposite, you know, again, like for us to remember that too, is like, you want this character, you want this resilience, you want this grit, you want these other things. Right. And also too, I, I know personally within me, like I've had people say that to me, just like, man, like the way that you work or, you know, like you're so gritty or you have all these things. How do you like, it's like, to. bro, you don't know. Yeah. Like that, the qualities are great, great, and I, I get like see the fruit. I'm I'm grateful for <laughs> yeah. how God has put that in my character, but also too, you don't know what I had it like what God put me through, right? Or that God walked with me through to build that yeah. inside of me, yeah. right? Because um, I very easily, without God, could have also had a lot of bad things from those circumstances in my life, and I could have took a lot of you know I could have a lot a lot of toxic water inside of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we filtered those things, and it and it again gave me wisdom, and it gave me you know um, uh, discernment, and it gave me. Um, a path where next time I've been here before and I know how to walk this other route, right? I have experience here. I know how to deal with these problems yeah. where, you know, again, along with that, everybody that's just avoiding those other things. It's like, again, you can't, you can't be the, you know, uh, a, a, a general, right? You can't be a, a warrior up here. Right. But not been through war. Right. Yeah, like, that, right. And, and that's where the experience comes. And again, instead of and the Bible preaches the opposite, we keep doing all these things, trying to avoid problems and yeah. setbacks and X, Y and Z. But like that, that's that's why. Storms for yeah. Yeah. The storms, the storms are what build my character. Right. Like the storms are what make me me. Right. And, and, and you look you look back to that. It's like I've weathered these things before. That's why, again, in those situations, when when things hit the fan, right, like people are going to look 
And that's that same way of like, okay, hey, who's navigated through these seas before? Mm-hmm. Right. And I want to like, you know, what I'm saying I don't want to be the guy like, for example, if I've never been across that sea, I remember when we went to uh, um, I went out to uh, I've gone out to the ocean very few times on a boat that was like no land. You can't see no land out there. You just in the middle of the ocean like nah. there ain't no boat in sight. It's just you. Right. And I think about in those scenarios. You're out there going. Nah, I'm gonna drive the boat. Like, bro, yeah. <laughs> bro, I want the captain. Well, no, I want the guy that's been like here. Us, like, uh, the storm starts, all that other stuff. You just like, bro, bro captain, take the take like a, take the boat. For deviate too far off, but it's like when we went to ABCA. Yeah, and driving in the snow, I was like. I know who's not driving is me. Yeah. <laughs> he said, listen, like, I've drove in yeah, uh, on hot, hot desert. Hot road. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, good on there. But yeah. the snow thing, no. You know, the, the boys that's been, you know, yeah. living in Utah or Colorado or, yeah. you know, trekking through the snow here. But, yeah. Um, well, y'all Boy, I've been, I was in the snow shoe leather uh, like this, just walking, not, walking through the snow. Not I. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the second part of the question that you asked is tough because I think about this and try not to cry. Mm. But, you know, I think God, and if you read the Bible, you'll love Jesus's irony. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of years ago, I was talking to my sister about her kids. Mm. She has three. And, um, you know, I told them, I was like, you know, I think it's so beautiful um, that God gives us the opportunity to create life just like he did. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, and, um, you know, just like he gave up his son, yeah. We have to um, give up, um, you know, our children when they turn 18, blah, blah, blah. And I said, mm. um, you know, thinking about it, like, well, sister, even before that, I was like, these kids aren't even yours. Yeah. You, know? um, you got to give them up every day. You're, you're managing them. Yeah. Um, they're, they're God's kids. And so I think that part for me was understand, like, coming to terms with it, uh, still probably trying to. I don't even yeah. think I'm there. Um, of coming to terms with, like, you know, this is God's daughter. Yeah. Um, this is not your baby girl. You're here yeah. to manage her. You're here to love her. Um, and whatever outcome and purpose or whatever God has for her life um, and whatever yeah. means, like, you have to be okay with what God's doing. Yeah. Um, and it's your job to make sure she is as lined closely while she's under your covenant, mine, mm. um, with God's purpose and word and all that. And so mm. I think that that part has been um, yeah. tough. Yeah. Well, you literally said that's such a good thing. I, I, I listened to this the other day, too. It's like, you know, most people live their whole lives trying to own something they could never own. Mm. You know, when you die, they just take it back. Yep. Like, so, you know, again, along with it, like we're trying to own something that only God can own. Only God could have forever. You could borrow it mm-hmm. for a period of time if that's a relationship thing money, whatever, whatever it is. Right. Even a kid. Right. Like, great. But at the same time, like you can, it's not yours. Yeah. Right. Like we borrow, we try to convince ourselves that it's ours, but we're really just renting it (laughs) or managing it. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we're handing those resources and we're handing them off to somebody else. Right. Or, um, they'll be here and then they'll be gone. Right. And in reality, that's where a lot of anxiety comes from thinking we can control it when it was never yours in the first place. And you can never own it. Yeah. Like just because you took some money and, and on this earth and you purchased it. We think that that gives us ownership. You can't sell something that's not yours and it was God's. So we're all here selling something that is God's yeah. right. And handing it to one another. Yeah. But really what we're purchasing is the right 
to rent this mm. for a period of time, mm -hmm. right? And those are all different contracts, right? Like, you know, for, for example, on the same thing, great, you, you leave the hospital and you sign the piece of paper that says that you're the dad. Yeah. You're really you signing. name. Yeah. <laughs> great. Like, you're the assigned manager <laughs> and you sign the paperwork, but it's this illusion that you have a lot more control than you really do. It's never really yours and you can't have it. Mm -hmm. Right. And you, you really, you really don't, um, you're just, uh, you know, there to assist, um, to do those things. And when we start taking ownership and we start thinking, um, you know, like I'm, I'm the creator yeah. because I created this baby and all these yeah. other things. It's also a delusion by the enemy, right. To like get us in this place where the, the illusion of control um, can really keep us captive because then, cause this is the problem. Then when things don't go how I want them to go, well, if you're in control, well, this is you, bro. <laughs> this is, this is you player. This is these all, everything that could happen is now your problem mm. because you want to be in control. Right. And, 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 and in reality and trying to orchestrate the complexities that are really the way when we get past surface level and we understand the like again you get in the car and you're like this illusion of control it's like well i'm driving so we're safe are you are you are you really like oh you can control everything that's happening around you you can make sure that that guy's not drunk and running the light like oh 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 you you pick that your your tire you're gonna hit a nail on the road it's gonna blow out your front tire and the truck's gonna flip and it's like yeah like do we have some degree of control sure but again on the same side of that that's that illusion, right, is, uh, can keep us in this, this place where instead of, again, along with it, like knowing, you know, that God's in control and coming back to him and saying, God, like, you know, and again, that doesn't mean, of course, in our brains, again, we think that all the, that means that everything's going to go well. Right. And it, and then we also, this is the other hard part. We think we know what well or good is, it is. you know, to, to, to what, to, yeah, to our <laughs> understanding, right? Like we, Instead of religion is religion is us trying <laughs> to make a God of who we think God should be mm -hmm. rather than learn relationship is learning who God actually is. And that's the, the major separation between the two is man-made religion, right? Defining who God is. Right from our understanding, we we we, ha we have to have an understanding as humans of who God is. Yes, you have to humanize it. Yeah, well, yeah, well, 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 that, well that, that's this is the silly thing too. Is along with it, it okay? So you, the creation, <laughs> are going to define the creator. Makes sense. Or does the creator define the creation? No. Right. We we when we when we go to God and he and we have a relationship with God, he tells us who yeah, he well, is. It's funny. Is I give you this example so. Um, Jess is with her son Micah, and we're getting out the car at Bible study yesterday, and she's asking him this question, Micah. So he needs to eat, right? Mm -hmm. And so he gives him the she gives him the choice, uh, Micah. Do you want to eat your food, or do you want to go inside the church and play with your friends in the in the in the kids' church? Oh, I'm gonna play. Yeah, like yeah. I was like, wow. I looked at her, I'm like. What do you think he's going to pick? Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> like no, he doesn't want to eat. He wants yeah. to go play. Yeah, for and sure. I'm like, just stop giving the man a choice and make sure he eats his food. Uh -huh. You know. Yeah. And so it's just it's funny like that because um, you know we think we as crew as the creation that we get a say. Mm -hmm. Like no, like you, you, we get a choice. 
mm-hmm. you don't really have a say. Yeah, or or <laughs> and even to the place of like, you should not like. I I literally at times I swear to you, there's times where I, I go to God and I just tell God I'm like, God like. I don't even want to choose, bro. I don't know what's best. For like, me. make me a robot, yeah. man. Like, 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 like. I want to do exactly what you, you want. Tell me, I please. just want to be a soldier for you. Say yes. <laughs> like, I don't. Want, I don't. I don't like. It's crazy to get to a place, right? Because I, I used to think the opposite, where it's like religion. They're trying to control you. Yeah. Where I'm asking God to control me. Yeah, please. I'm like, I'm like, make me a remote control yeah. for you. Like, I, I don't want. I don't want the free will. Like I want to, I want my free will. I be want, yours. Yes, to be yours. <laughs> I want it to be your will, not free will. Yeah. And, and and I get, I'm thankful that you've given me the ability to choose. Cool. But now that I've <laughs> given my my life, and I I chose you already. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm yeah, I, I'm, I'm good, I'm good I, player. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know I'm gonna mess it up. Switch the controls. <laughs> yeah, I know it's gonna mess it up. Like let it be you now. Yeah. Right. Like and I'm I'm and and like. I want you to perform surgery on my heart. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want this to be like, I want you to take and, and, and cause you leave it up to me. There's so many moments I'm weak. You know, I, I, I got, um, you know, t- things get tough and, and, and I, and I lose perspective and I'm not so smart all the times and I'm, and I, I you know, I make a lot of dumb decisions and I, mm-hmm. and I, and, you know, I'm emotional, you know, and, and, and I trust you more than I trust me, yeah. you know? And so when, when, when you get to that, and I think that's the biggest thing too, like getting back to like the, you know, just faith there is like faith is, I used to look at it like an emotion, right? Or, or, but like, it's literally a constant choice and it comes back to trust and going back, like, do I trust God to give them this? And this is the thing, just like relationship wise, like, like you build a relationship with people and you trust them with more and more things, right? Like uh, we have, you know, um, can I trust you? Like, I mean, think about this on the same note, note of that, right? I mean, <laughs> let's, let's look at like this. I'm, I, was, I, I was looking at my phone like I was going to look at the year. Like, Jay, how long have we known each other now? Like, I mean, what, like eight years at least? Yeah, close. Yeah. So you look at that, right? And it's like, okay, there's been a, a certain level of trust that's built, been built out with that, right? But then you start getting to the situations where it's like, okay, like, like we've had to do, we go out of town and like, do I trust you to watch my dog? Mm-hmm. Well, for how long? Mm-hmm. For a weekend? Mm-hmm. And what circumstance? You know, all these other things. And then like, okay, how long? We don't trust you. It's like, you know, we get to a place it's like, you know, do I trust you to watch my kid? Mm-hmm. Uh, Skylar to this day. Skylar to this day has not let me drive baby Jay in the truck. And there was been plenty of situations yeah. where I could have, and it would have really helped him, but he's just like, yeah, he's just going to stay with me, bro. Like, you know, like, and, and, and again, like very slim situations where it's like, you know, again, with something that means so much to you, mm-hmm. you know, and again, like you can know somebody for all these years and all these other things. And it's just like, yo, like that's something that's got to be developed. Right. Where it's like, okay, I trust you in this way with these things. And then also, too, there's a time on the same note of that where with God, there's so many times where I tell God, like, I'm choosing to trust you. I realize that my faith and my trust is a choice and not a feeling. Yeah. Because. Or not an obligation. Yeah. And not an obligation. I'm not just doing it because you said so. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, as soon as you said so, like, I'm not lying to him. Like, again, I'm not hiding my internal heart condition. Like, I want to do something else. I want, first off, I want to act a fool right now, right? Like I'm really hurt right now, these other things, but I'm choosing 
right? To trust you, even though I want to do something else yeah. right now, right? And, and, you know, I think that that is a, a major foundation. But again, it starts with obedience first starts with trust, right? And then, you know, trust is also obviously intimately connected with faith, yeah. right? Because mm -hmm. faith is the trust, right? That um, God is who he says he is, that he will do what he says he's going to do. Um, and also too, I believe faith is, I believe, right. Um, those things. And I'm, and, and it's, and it's a choice, not a feeling, right. Because if I'm, if I think God's, uh, presence is dependent on if I feel him or not, well, then I'm going to be left with a lot of times where I feel like God's not around because I, yeah. I think that God is limited to a feeling. Yeah. And I think the uh, thing I thought about the other day, I'm going to share this little nasty little nugget with you. I, I thought about this the other day. So we, we're going to do the thought experiment. We'll do it with everybody. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So everybody, everybody close your eyes. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Okay. So for example, right now, right? Like we got Nikki P in the room, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So if Nicole left the room, or stayed in the room, would your feelings about if she was in the room or not dictative, like, would that be precedent if she was actually here or not? It's not about if you feel her here or that if, if her presence is not uh, predicated on your feelings. Yeah. Right? It doesn't mean that your feelings are not facts. They can't feel her here. Yeah, right? You can open your eyes now. But it was just that, that, that thought process along with it, right? It's just, just because I can't see her, right? Just because I can't, pick her up with one of my senses. I can't hear her. I don't, I, I, you know, I, I don't hear her voice. I don't, you know, um, she's not touching me like all these other things, right? You, you bring that together. That doesn't mean that she's not in the room, right? Like now I'm limiting God to a feeling, right? Like his presence is not predicated on my ability to perceive him. Very human. Right. That's just a, our human thought process there. Right. And, and the same thing, we can see that just like in that simple analogies, right? It's like yeah. she could be literally in the rooms with me. Right. And because I don't feel her, quote unquote, right, that I then deny that she's even in the room. Right. And that's silly. Right. And so like we got understanding that God's presence is not predicated on my feelings. Yeah. Um, and that is, you know, huge. And like understanding there as well, it's like, I believe that you are with me because you said that you're here. You said that you will always be here. And also, too, you've never not been here. You've never not been in the room. You go with me everywhere and you've always been in those things. And when I could feel you, you were still there, right? And so me understanding that, again, I'm leaning on your character, not on my feelings, mm. right? I'm leaning on my faith, right? Not on my feelings. Yeah. And that being, you know, huge in that, in that moment because, and, and again, how that leads me through a practicality, right? It's like, I can choose to believe, right? One thing that I, either leads me towards deeper darkness or towards light. And there's no in between. It's not, it's not, well, yeah, but there's like darkness, light. And then there's like this gray. There's a shade. No, either something's <laughs> leading you towards God or away from God. Yeah. It's not, it, again, you're going, it, you can't, you're not, you're not going, you're not going. <laughs> it's like one of those, like you're picking a path, right? One leads this way. One leads the other way. I'm go straight. Right. <laughs> and so we think we can walk on this fence, <laughs> right? Well, the, the, the problem is, is the fence is in the enemy's territory. Mm. The fence was made on his side. Mm. God has open, open borders that he'd welcome everybody, right? He's welcoming everybody to come, to come in, right? The enemy's trying to keep you in. Mm. There's a difference. The fence is on his side, mm. right? So he's got the fence trying to keep everybody in. 
And so you can't walk. You walking on the fence, like you're in the en enemy's territory, right? And so I, I think that's the big thing of like keeping that in, like keeping that in mind with like, you know, God on the same way with that, right? Is there isn't our way, the enemy, uh, enemy's way, and then God's way. Like if it's not God's way, it's the enemy's way. And, or, or the enemy's deception to make you think that, that you're doing your way and not his way. And your Great. way is also oftentimes the wrong way. Yeah, hundred percent. Especially when our hearts are in those conditions to do those things. So I think, yeah. I think that's the thing is like you know, especially um, you know those moments is, you know, again, I know how I would in this moment I feel like I would like to respond. You know, um, I even told you this too. The different, different um, thought process with it, but we talked about this the other day where you're like, you know, um, I'm not a big believer uh, even to business partner always gives me a hard time about this too, is, um, I don't, I don't trust my gut because I feel like my gut is feelings and I don't, I don't trust my feelings. So I trust God and my conversations with God. And so again, along with that, it's like, you know, where God's sending me, there's a lot of things that God has pushed me into that I felt I would have went the opposite direction. And when I'm leaning to where he sent me, I know where he sent me. Yeah. So like, you know, there's, there's many times where I felt my intuition, yeah. right? Um, which is really, I think, in a lot of ways, like your gut feeling. Like that's why the word feeling is behind it. Is it's a feeling, right? And I don't trust my feelings. Mm. So it doesn't mean that sometimes that gut feeling isn't right. Great. Sometimes my feelings are accurate and they are right. A lot of times they're not, right? And so and on the other end of that is like, instead of leaning into that and just, you know, playing this, uh, like gambling, like I don't need to guess. I can just go to the creator. And, and also too, what I mean by that too, as well, it's like, it doesn't mean like there's this voice from the sky going, Joey, turn left, Joey, hire that person, Joey, blah, 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 blah. Right. Very helpful. There's times where he's pretty blatant, right. With what I need to do, but my, and, and it sometimes is much more clear than other times. But my, my point is, is that a lot of times, I'm leaning on, I'm asking God to speak in a way that he's already spoke to me, but I didn't listen. And, and, and what I mean by that is like, he's already told me what to do in this, this circumstance, uh, because I'm reading his word He He, he already, I know God's character and because I know God's character. I know what he would want me to do in this moment. I just might not like what he wants me to do in this moment. And that's hard for me. You know, it's like, he asked me to be bold and it's hard to be bold. He asked me to follow him and pick up my cross and that's hard and I don't like it all the time. And there's times where when I'm doing things and I'm sacrificing for God, right? Like giving him my French fries <laughs> that I'm hungry and I don't, I don't want, and these are my fries. And I really love, I really love, love some fries. I really love this, you know, thing he gave me. And I, and I, I mean, I love this thing. And also too, like we should love what God gave us, but not more than God. And that's where, you know, again, the same thing with it. It's like, imagine the same thing. Ima just imagine this, you that have kids. Imagine getting your kid a teddy bear and they love the teddy bear more than you. Betrayal. It's silly. It's silly. And that's what we do like kids, like little kids, is we start holding on to what he gave us harder than the one that gave him to us. Right? And, 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 and let's say that's like the same thing too. Like, Again, like, like there's these bigger blessings, especially like relationships in our life. Like it's a very easy way for us. I, I, like idolatry most of the time is a person, 
in our life, right? It shows up a lot as people, especially like relationships nowadays as well, which is also why, you know, you look at that. I, I don't know if you saw my story yesterday where that pastor actually pulled the statistics of like uh, uh, husband and wives that pray together and how often they get divorced. So the statistics work. So we know right now, like it's over 50% divorce rate just in general across the, you know, I think just, is that just the United States? I think yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like 52. Yeah. So it's like over 50%, right? It said that, it said that couples, the, the study was that couples that pray together consistently out loud, get a divorce one every 1,152 people. It's like less than 1%. It's like dramatic, right? So you look at that as like over 50%, right? Comparatively to couples that do this, right? And like statistical evidence of like, yo, this is a different way of life. Like these marriages look different, right? And by keeping God centered or obviously, you know, the opposite way. And then also too, that's just divorces that how many people that are divorced but are not by the state? Yeah. They're not living together, yeah, 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 yeah. right? It costs too much money. Yeah, it costs too much money. Yeah, they still get the tax benefits. They're older. How many people also too, okay, great, they're not living together. How many people are emotionally divorced but living in the same house? Yeah, you probably had like another 7 8%. Right? So now you're looking at it that seven, really when it comes to seven, society, when they do it their way, it's probably something like let's say seven, 30% maybe, right, that actually – like stay together and also too. okay of that 30 percent how many of them are that christian relationship that we we talked about on the side of that assume the majority majority <laughs> right majority so when we do it our way almost every single time it ends up to do in divorce right and broken relationship and all those other things and everybody's like free game for couple yeah i want i want <laughs> i want you know, we want some facts to hit with as well. It's like, look, God's like, you know, again, true wisdom is shown by its results. Yeah. I forgot what Psalm that was. But yeah, true wisdom is shown by its results. As we look in it from that way, it's like, yo, true wisdom shown by his results, player. Like, those check stats stat don't sheet. lie. Yeah, check the stat sheet. Like, those stats don't <laughs> lie. Also, too, I think I told you this a little while back, is they did, um, they did, there was this atheist that did a study. He was a scientist. He was an atheist. Um, who, um, he wanted to prove that, um, like religion, Christians, all those, uh, specifically Christians, um, is that his theory was that they weren't, because he was very like self-righteous, like in the sense of um, uh, like pro-earth human, you know, all these people, like yeah. all this kind of this, yeah. just like man, like uh, humanitarian, mm -hmm. like really leaning that way and going like, there's no way, like I'm out to, dis he was out to disprove that disproportionately that uh, Christians uh, don't give the most. And uh, his study actually came back the opposite. So it came back that Christians are actually the most giving. Um, and he actually, it was actually crazy that they actually published because it was the opposite of what he wanted from his observation, but that uh, Christians were the most giving, right? And they gave the most financial resources and they, they, they gave the most food and they gave them and all these other things. And it's like, again, like, you want some facts like you want you want like God's wisdom is like it's in the numbers like it's in the numbers that and not to say that every Christian's so giving and not to say that every Christian is all these these perfect people or any of these other things it's like no 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 it's a representation of who they're following and also too we all fall short like again I'm asking, uh, you perfect Drew okay I was just checking again I was just checking I ain't perfect boy <laughs> so 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 I'm just checking it's not to say that and again along with it like this isn't like pro religion yeah 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 I'm talking about People that have a relationship with God move different. Yeah. And you should move different. 
right? You should have more, you should have different fruits in your heart. You should respond different ways. It doesn't mean that you're perfect. It doesn't mean that you're Jesus. Again, leave the humanity in there, right? Leave, leave room for us to make mistakes and, 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 and then do all those other things. But like for us to also go back to our, our base and just understanding that like, yo, there's, this isn't all fairy tales and, 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 you know, things. And, and, um, I was saying this, uh, man, last night with, uh, God and, uh, also to uh, Taylor, have your rabbit ears as an update here. Um, there's a guy that sits in our group. His name is Fabian. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give my boy some love. Man, like I was talking to God about him last night. Is uh, he shared such a? Uh, I I pray all the time that God shows me him moving. Mm. You know, I want to see him move, right? Um, and we think of it like. A lot of people think like, you know, magic trick, this and that. I'm talking about like real life change. Mm-hmm. I want to see you really spiritually like change somebody in front of me. You know what I'm saying? I want to I I see you have breakthrough. I want, I want it to be, you know, all these things. And so I've been praying that. And last night um, was another scenario where through this man that you would not think. It's, I mean, it's got God's signature all over it, right? If you know God's character, like he's got God's character all over him, right? And it's the opposite of what a lot of people would think and a lot what religion would think. Fabian was a drug addict. He dead, died, like for a large period of time. Like they revived him, but he was dead, done, overdosed, killed himself, dead. They revive him. He comes back, comes and, and, and starts running to God, right? Comes back to God. Somebody helped him. This, one of his friends, uh, she was uh, deeper in her faith, helped lead him towards God. His family had been coming to our Bible studies. Mm-hmm. He starts popping up. He starts um, coming to Bible studies. We're talking about God. He's really quiet. So in the corner, doesn't really talk much. Literally his first Bible he's ever had. He's got it there. Doesn't know where any of the books are in the Bible. I mean, like when you say like, oh, you need to know all these things. You need to walk with God, all these other things. Like, no, no, no. Like, I, like listen to the story of like what, what, what God did right in front of us. Is he comes, he comes back again, doesn't know where anything is in the Bible. We're helping him read. He didn't like, I remember it just, uh, it's funny because I know where he is right now is, I mean, he's, kind of doesn't even want to be there, right? He starts growing in his faith, starts growing in his faith, has a setback, relapses, disappears from the Bible study groups. Didn't show up for months. Gets in trouble with the law. Shames himself. He's like, I can't go back to God. Like, he already saved me once, kind of like the Mary story, like he already saved me once. I know better. I know that like I've heard all these other people. He doesn't show back up. So a couple months passed. All of a sudden he pops back up. Um, Comes in really humble. Admits to us he slipped, you know, um, and that he's battling through it. You know, this was months ago now. Keeps coming, keeps coming. And then, man, like I just, over the last couple weeks, like, uh, now probably like the last two months, bro. He just started all of a sudden. He just started. He's just quoting random Bible verses, like knows where they are. It's like, oh yeah, like Genesis ten, blah blah blah, and just like, 
what? <laughs> okay. Right. And then he's just talking about certain things. And I'm like, okay. Like start knucking them. I'm like, look at you reading your Bible boy. Like, and we start having all these conversations and things. Right. So let me hear it. This is what he shared with us last night. He goes, yeah, you guys remember, cause he's talking about months ago. This is before he relapsed. He's like, you guys remember when I was talking about, uh, that, uh, girl that led me to help me with my faith. Right. He's like, she lost somebody really close to her and she walked away from God. He goes, so the last couple, this gave me a chill thing about it. He said, so like the last month I've been reaching out to her and we've been having Bible studies mm. and she's walking back to her faith now. And we try to move on with the conversation. And I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. I said, hold on. So we're going to have to talk about this for a second. I said, bro. Yeah. Perspective. You were dead. Yeah. You didn't follow God. Everybody would look at you from a religious standpoint that people from view it from that other side and go, God can't use you. Like you're worthless. You, you, you're, you're so far from God. There is no, there is no use. Like you're not, you're not a big impact on the church. You're, you're not the guy that we think of when, when we, we think of faith or what that looks like from the hierarchy of like within the church and what someone that holy looks like. And I was like, meanwhile, here you are dead. God brings you back to life. You fall short, slip. And then he, again, mercy, grace, again, like literally playing in your life. And then heart without even thinking about it again, He's going back trying to help, like, yo, you brought me to go. Like, how am I not going to be here for you? Like, that's where his heart, like, I'm like, okay, if we look at that, and I'm talking about, we're talking about less than a year, right? Where this man is, where he was, right? Like, in the streets, like, hard drugs, all those other things. And then life changed to, you're bringing people, not only, not not a new believer, you're bringing someone that actively went away. Decided to. And also, too, you having the, the courage and, and the humility. And the boldness. The boldness <laughs> to come back to someone that brought you to faith. Mm-hmm. And then you become their guide yeah, their back yeah. for them to come back. And so when I'm in the shower last night, <laughs> and I, I brought that up at Bible study. I was like, we ain't going to run past that. Like, we, we all, like, we're celebrating in the, in the group. Yeah. But then... I, I was in the shower last night and I go, I'm literally just saying to God over and over again, like, you say you asked, I see you moving, bro. Like, like I see you like, th- like that is your signature all over it. And we talk about, and you want to think about this and I, I'm cause the enemy wants to downplay that. Right. And have him run right past that. And also to us to run right past that. And the reason I'm bringing that up is going like, think of how many things in your life that you've been trying to change for years, decades, same, doing the same stuff, running the same circles. Like, mm-hmm. like if you also too, and again, I know that like Taylor's probably in there, the same thing as like having that thing is if you've been around drug addicts and you've been around like the battles that they have and have relationship on that other side and, and what they're battling through and how they're trying to come from how far they are. And then also you look at the biblical wisdom of God saying the same thing as well. It's like the lukewarm. Speed you up. Yeah. Like, like he went from 
far extreme to all of a sudden being God's warrior, right? And and being a resource that God uses, yeah. right? In less than a year, less than a couple, like months where like, and then just to hear how he talks now and all these other things, I'm, I'm <laughs> over there talking to God and being like, yo, like, there ain't no, there ain't no plan. There ain't nice, no psychologist. There ain't no, they're like, 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 God, you are mighty. Like you are big. You are huge. Like you, like you change lives. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I see you in front of me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm over there. Like, like I see you, like that doesn't happen. Like what, what, what he, when you did the surgery you did in that man's heart, like I see it. And like, and other people might run right past that and do whatever. It's like, like I see you. Like I see you and I see that you did something in his life, right? And also too, and then I told him this afterwards, we talked afterwards and he was um, just telling me like, you know, just because, uh, you know, again, it, like, it hasn't been easy, right? The same thing too, he's trying to turn his life around, but he's hurt a lot of people and, yeah. um, you know, so a lot of people doubt he's relapsed, um, he's relapsed now and, um, you know, along with it and, I, and I, I told him, it's like, you know, like he's a lot of people that have uh, crabs that are trying to pull him back into the bucket of that old life and, um, man, he's come forward so far just in a couple of weeks of with that. But one of the things that we, we talked about there too, I was like, look, and I just wanted to encourage him too. I said, bro, like, I know you look, you know, he look, wants to look at me across the table and being like, like a mentor for him within his faith and go, oh, well, I have nothing to offer. Like he's had moments where he's like, feels like he has nothing to offer the world, let alone like mentors, right? Like someone like me to him, right? And I'm telling him like, bro, you know, like I was telling, I was telling Taylor the other day, I was in the office, almost crying about him. I said, "You know how much you've encouraged my faith. Like, you know how much, like, you know how much depth you give me with my relationship with God, because I know that God wouldn't leave your side mm. for me to ever doubt that He'll leave my side, yeah. right? And also too, and then also, you know, we go look at Skylar's story, right? Of like, you know, him being homeless and like what God has used him, and like He's the He's leading the church. Like he's, mm -hmm. he's, he's bringing people to God. Like God is using that testimony over. It's not the guy that has been, oh, and again, there's nothing wrong with this. It's just, again, it's a different testimony is if going like, man, I was born into a Christian household. We followed God our whole life. This was just, you know, again, like X, Y, and Z. Like yeah. that is not the scenario no. for either one of them. No. Right. And like God grabbing again, grabbing a quote unquote, nobody, right. Making them a somebody. That's his MO. Right. And then using them to glorify his kingdom. And like, those are the people that he grabs. And those are the people that the humble at heart that are on their knees asking God, right? And a lot of times we get lukewarm, we get in the middle, yeah. we get semi-close to God. And, you know, like, oh, I'm close enough. Yeah. God's so big that I really don't need to get closer because all my problems are already so small. Yeah, I can see him. He's he's there. He's taking care of my problems. He's doing all these other things, right? Um, but again, along with that, right, we stop growing in, in relationship and, get as, and closeness like with him. And I think that that's like, I think I'm telling him, I, I, you was telling him that yesterday. It's like, bro, like you have no idea how much God is using you right now. And like the people that he's affecting and like me being a, a major one of that is like, like, dude, like that doesn't happen. Like I'm around people every single day. Like I know how long change takes. I know how long development takes. Yeah. I know how long growth takes. Like I'm in, you know, like same thing with, you know, like we look at that. It's like, we've been leaders. I've grown people. I've mentored people. I've done this like, other things. And like change is hard. Yeah. Like, and, and radical change is, you know, a lot of people can do it for a day, a week or X, Y, and Z. It's like Absolutely. to radically, you know, turn your life around and to do all those other things too, as well. Um, you know, again, like, uh, that doesn't happen. Right. And so, and, and, but in God's, it, it happens like, this is what God does. God's like, 
Didn't you know? <laughs> then don't you know who I be? Don't you know what I do? Like, and it's just a reminder for me. And it's like, he's been a massive, you know, reminder for me. One, that God won't forsake me. Right. And that he'll leave the 99 for the one. Um, and also too, he's not afraid to be seen with me. Right. He's not afraid to be seen in my brokenness. He's not afraid. You know, a lot of people want to walk with you when everything's going well. Like God's standing right by you in the midst of your fire. Right. God will be in the fire with you, standing next to you, being seen with you. The sinner, the 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 one that fell short, the one that is so far from God that everyone's saying like God's like he ain't far from me. Like I'm standing right next to him like he may feel far from me. Right. He might not feel my presence. Right. But like I never left his side, you know, and and let that being encouraging to my relationship with God of to see how God is walking with him. Um you know, th through those things and me just telling the God, like, you know, last night is, um, I was just telling him, I was like, I was like, boy, you have no idea how often I think about you, you know, because again, like how much it encouraging it is to my faith. And then like sure. for you, I want to encourage you that if like you think that, you know, you don't have a big impact or yeah. these things, it's like, that's just nothing further from the truth. That's like, that's the enemy's lies because that's like, that's not the truth. Yeah. Like, and you look how he did that in him. Look how short of a period of time he did that, right? Is that you've now, you're encouraging. Yeah. God doesn't have a timetable. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm just going to tell I'm like, bro, the enemy trying to have you run right past that and just move on with your story. I'm just like, we ain't with Tussa. I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I stopped the whole group. I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. We ain't going to just run right past that. But like, we're we going to have a conversation about that, about like what God just like used you to do. You know, like it's good to bring that perspective to him too. Yeah, just so huge. And so, um, yeah, and I, I, I think, you know, along with that is, you know, having that and we'll uh, work, we'll continue to have like a lot of these conversations about what it looks like actively um, as faith kind of rolls out in your life, but having these, these, you know, the conversations about that. But I think on the same side of that, it's like, yo, like we want to talk about performance we want to talk about what's going on in our lives and like how we show up and yeah. all those other things is if you don't understand like people are sitting here with the x's and o's those mean nothing like i can't move the way that i move i can't i can't i can't have the work ethic that i have i can't um speak the way that i speak i can't show up the way that i show up like all of that is tied back to my relationship with God and my foundation. And it's like, and if, and it, when we run past that wisdom and we run past that um, and we just go, oh, well, that person's just saying that because it's, you know, like, like sounds good, sounds good right? Or like, you know, when Dion's, you know, going off and he's, it's like, it's like, oh, well, that's because, you know, he's trying to hide this, these other insecurities or, you know, or he's, you know, he, he thinks it's like the public likes it or all these other things. And being like, that's the difference. It's like, when you're actually walking with God, you can see when someone's faith is authentic or not. Um, and also, you know, again, is he someone speaking about God or someone talking about like, like, no, no, no. Like, you know, God, like there's a difference between like, you know, God's over there. Like, I know he's over there. I can see him. Knowing and having a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a way, way different thing. Right. And I, and I think the, the same thing too is like along with that is like practically how that plays out in your life of you know, leaning like into that and what that could create, I think is, is, is huge. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good, good thing. Faith. Yeah. Just faith, baby. 
Yeah, so we're going to do more episodes like this. Yeah, we're gonna, we'll call them just faith episodes. Um, but just, again, like looking at that, like what that practically, I think that was a good like foundational episode of just like setting out like um, what a relationship with God, you know, can look like, feel like, you know, um, what we could be missing out on if you don't have that relationship. It would be huge. Right. Yeah. What would you say? So what faith looks like. Yeah, 100%. All right, let me pray us out, and then we'll get going. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time that we spent uh, with you, God. And um, God, help help us just um, reform our hearts, God. Help help us uh, get our eyes back focused on you and just realizing that, again, you know, what sacrifice is there for the one that gave us everything? And um, we just ask that you, you know, clear our hearts of any barriers that are keeping us back from you and, and anywhere that we're leaning on our own understandings, God, and just open our eyes to your perspective, open our eyes to... Um, where you're moving, God, we want to see you move. Let us not run past um, the things that you're doing in our lives, and we want you to make those things blatant to us, God. We, when we see you move, it gives us hope. It gives us uh, love for others. It, it, it changes our lives. It changes our perspective. Um, and we just pray all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Well, until next time, bomb system out.